Woke up quick at about noon. Loved ones, hope you had an absolutely fantastic weekend. Welcome into the Monday, July 13th edition of the podcast with Damian Barling, presented by Vibe Health Bar. I want to thank Vibe for all of their support over the last year plus. Uh, I'm confident when I say uh, their support at the beginning of this podcast really helped us uh, get where we are. They helped fund the equipment and all of the different things that are going on. So uh, much love to Vibe Health Bar. If you got the chance to listen to Friday's show, you know I kind of mentioned that we'd have some things to talk about this week. Uh, some on a professional tip, some on a personal tip, and I'm really excited about what uh, we have for you tomorrow. Uh, really, really excited uh, for the beginning of our show tomorrow. So uh, it's a 24-hour tease. Make sure you are locked in. Not that I don't want you listening every single day, because I definitely do, uh, but 7 a.m. tomorrow uh, make sure you're locked into the podcast. I'm really excited to uh, share a couple of things with you. Uh, and I'm excited to share this with you. I know I alluded to it a little bit on Friday. It wasn't quite final, uh, but it became final over the weekend. Congratulations to friend of the podcast. Congratulations to Kara Lawson, former member of the Sacramento Monarchs, uh, former member of the Sacramento Kings broadcast team. Uh, and of course, she's been on this podcast many times. She's been on the lowdown many times. She became the first black head coach in the history of Duke University basketball. She is taking over the Duke University women's basketball program. Uh, she'll be coaching there um, right opposite Coach K, the greatest coach in the history of college basketball. She'll be coaching the women's program there. And it's a obviously it's a, a great school. It's a tremendous opportunity for her. I, I couldn't be. Uh, happier for her I couldn't be more proud of her uh, it's always you know this kind of happened with the Celtics thing when when the the Celtics played out over a longer period of time um, this all happened really quick the Joanne P McCauley the former coach for Duke stepped down and you know Duke was one of those jobs that we talked about one of the Duke was one of those jobs where you know you kind of knew if it became available you'd be you'd be interested in it and you know, as soon as I saw that, it was like, oh, okay. And she called, <laughs> she called late that, that night uh, that Joanne P. McCauley uh, stepped down and I answered the phone saying, so did they call yet? And she started laughing and as it, she, they had, and she had spent the day on the phone talking to a variety of people and uh, it's a hell of a process, uh, this entire thing was. But much like the, you know, the Boston Celtics story, there's, you know, you, you know that it, you, you know, you know, before, Everybody else, you know, before the tweet goes up and you know all of those things and you, you kind of wrap your brain around it. And, you know, I'm obviously, you know, I was excited for her when she got the Celtics job. I was very excited for her when she, you know, when she got the, the Duke job. But there's this, you know, you know it, like, you know, what's happening. But when it becomes public, there is just like this rush of emotion. And that, you know, experience that uh, on Saturday as well, that that just flood of emotion you know once it's official and once it's out there and you see the response from you know Duke alum like Grant Hill and JJ Redick and you just see the response from you know across the NBA and, and and the Celtics put out an amazing video for her and you see the you know response across across women's college basketball from her old colleagues at ESPN and I remember it, it's the same emotion I felt when the when the tweet from Woj went out and that's <laughs> if I ever get permission I'll tell you the story about like leading into that tweet going up because it's it's the way this all works is pretty funny and obviously Woj is in the news for entirely different reasons uh, this weekend hashtag free Woj 
but it, you know, you just, once it becomes public, those emotions you feel where it's like, okay, it's done. This is happening. You know, they hit you all over again, but it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and I'm extremely proud of her. Uh, and I'm excited for her to have this opportunity uh, and to see what she's able to do there, uh, not just with the basketball program, but with, uh, you know, the women that come through that program. And, you know, now she'll be able to take everything that she learned from Pat and everything that she learned, uh, you know, from Brad Stevens in Boston and everything that she learned at all of her various stops to ESPN and the Sacramento Kings uh, and the Washington Wizards. Uh, it, it, and, 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 of course, Coach Mike Tebow, the the coach of the Washington Mystics. And uh, I'm excited for her, man, and I'm excited for uh, what's ahead uh, for her and, and, and for Duke University. So uh, that, that was a pretty awesome, pretty awesome note this weekend. Uh, all right, let's get into let's get into the podcast. Let's get into sports. Let's get into what we're all here for. Let's get into the Sacramento Kings. Let's talk about them. Uh, they began practice on Friday. Uh, actually, Friday, I was uh, actually concerned. Friday, they did like a no contact practice. And I know no contact has an entirely different connotation since March. But not, not that they were, you know, they were doing like shoot arounds. It was a very, it, it was a very light get out there and get moving type practice. And I was a little bit concerned because to the, uh, I was able to kind of get, uh, not a report, but just updates on what various teams were doing. They were, they, I think they were the only team that did that. And I thought, man, is something, is something wrong? Uh, but that's, it's just what uh, Luke Walton decided to do. They uh, hit the ground running over the course of the next couple of days. As a matter of fact, uh, they're going to be off today uh, after three straight days of practice. Uh, Buddy Heald and Jabari Parker, they are in Orlando. They are going through a testing protocol. They passed back-to-back COVID test. They'll have to pass a couple of more before they can rejoin the team. They're going to be quarantined. It looked like I know Buddy Heald tweeted a story. I, 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 I don't know if he was charter or I didn't pay super close attention to it. I should probably pull it up again. I don't know if he was flying charter or commercial. I don't know what Jabari Parker was doing. Oh, that's a charter flight. Yeah, Buddy flew charter. So his protocol is different. When you're flying charter, your protocol is different. So uh, but they're they're in Orlando. They're in the bubble. They're going to be quarantined, and and uh, they'll have to pass a couple of more uh, COVID tests before they can rejoin the team uh, during practice or at practice. Alex Lynn and another member of either the traveling roster. I don't know if it's the traveling roster in terms of players or someone just uh, associated with the team. Uh, but there, there are at least two more people who haven't joined the Kings, Alex Lynn and somebody else. Um, so now that we're in practice, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's different. You know, the video isn't the same. We're relying on the Kings media to get video out to us. Uh, you know, media sessions are a little bit different. They're kind of weird to watch if you haven't seen them yet. They're just guys standing in front of screens and it's not like, it's not the Zoom protocol like that you would see, like if you're working from home and you've got Zoom in front of you and you see, you know, like your 10 or 12 or 15 or 30 or five coworkers or whatever. The screen is actually, for whatever reason, it's them. They don't see Jason Jones and, 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 and James Ham and, and all of the different people talking to them. Uh, they, they just see themselves. So they're listening for the question and responding back. So it's, it's weird. It's things that we'll get used to. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's a question and answer session, uh, but it's definitely a little bit different. Uh, not, you know, it, most of the talk of practice was about getting into the groove. Um, 
All members of the Kings, this was uh, laid out this weekend, all members of the Kings will wear social justice messages on their jersey. It's not the case for everybody, as we'll talk about here in a minute. You have the ability to opt out should you choose to. Uh, but from what uh, we've learned, and I think Sean Cunningham reported this over the weekend, all members of the Sacramento Kings will wear uh, social justice messages on their jersey. De'Aaron is going to wear anti-racist. Uh, Kent Bazemore, as we outlined last week, will have education reform on his jersey. Bagley went with freedom. Harry Giles went with Say Her Name. And Corey Joseph uh, went with Black Lives Matter. Uh, so those are the people that have spoken uh, in front of the media, and I'm sure uh, the other players. I didn't. Maybe I might. I might not have noted what Harrison Barnes uh, is is wearing on his jersey. I don't. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. But uh, it's been fun, kind of watching the bubble process play out, if you will. Uh, you know, guys hanging in a in, you know in a courtyard playing you know, cornhole and 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 Jenga, and you know everybody. You you've you've got to walk around with your masks on, and it's it's quite a it's quite a sight if you've been following the different stories, you've been following the different players, you've been seeing some of the different things. So much was made about food and all of that silly nonsense. But, you know, wait till they start tweeting pictures of the, you know, the, the food that they're eating now that they're out of quarantine. Uh, but it's 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 a different it's a different world, man. It, it's something to see. Uh, but we're getting I mean, we're a few days in now and. I don't know. So far, so good. I mean, again, I know we're only, I mean, it's the 12th. We're only a few days in, but still, so far, so good. Every team has practiced. Every team has practiced multiple times here at this point, and we're about 10 days away from our first, you know, quote, scrimmage game, or at least I I should rephrase that. We're 10 days away from the Kings' first scrimmage game. Uh, They'll be taking on the Miami Heat on July 22nd. So it's, you know, you're not settling in. You're not comfortable. You're not, you know, you're, you're, you're none of those things. You're not assured that a season is happening. But the fact that we're a few days in, no catastrophic news. Okay, that's that's a good start. And I can't imagine, you know, what these what these days are like for Adam Silver. Like he's just got to be, he's just got to be sitting on the edge of his seat every single day, staring at his phone or looking at his office phone, waiting to see, you know, his. Is that call that's is is that call coming today? Like what 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 call are we getting? Um, what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen today? Who you know? It, it's got to be it's got to be tough for Adam Silver. It's got to be tough for everybody involved, not just Adam Silver. Um, let's hear a little bit from from Harry Giles and his media session this weekend. Uh, on the back of my jersey, he's going to say say her name. Um, for me personally, I think it's just going to be a big thing uh, just because all the women in my life, as far as my uh, my mom, my aunts, my sisters, uh, my, my grandma, uh, you know, they played a big role in my life. And, you know, you know, some of the toughest days in my life, toughest situations in my life, I can go to them. And, you know, they helped me through it. And, um, you know, my life, I think without uh, strong black women, I feel like the world wouldn't be where it is. And in my life, I wouldn't be where I am either. So, uh you know, I'll do whatever I can to protect them. And also with the uh, Breonna Taylor case kind of still floating around, I think uh, Say Her Name is going to bring kind of direct attention to that. Harry Giles there talking about the meaning of the message that he's going to wear on his jersey again, uh, Say Her Name. Uh, let's move on to some – Let's. I guess I don't want to move on to other things yet. We're talking about jerseys. Let's move on to LeBron James. Uh, he was talking about his jersey this weekend and the fact that he's not – going to wear a message on the back of his jersey when play resumes. 
Um, I actually didn't go with a name on the back of my jersey. Um, and it was, um, you know, it's no no disrespect to the list that was handed out to all the players. Um, I commend anyone that decides to put something on the back of their jersey. Um, you know, it's just something that um, didn't really, you know, seriously resonate with my mission, um, with my goal. Um, I would have loved to have um, a say-so on what, went, what would have went on the back of my jersey. I had a couple of things in mind, but I wasn't a part of that process, which is okay. I'm absolutely okay with that. So um, what I will continue to do, um, you know, off the floor and when I'm talking to you guys and when I'm, you know, everything that I do um, ha- has a purpose, it has a meaning. So um, I-, I don't need to have something on the back of my jersey for people to understand my mission or know what I'm about and what I'm here to do. So, um, but I commend everybody and I respect everybody that decided to put something on the back of their jersey. I think that's great. And also respect anyone that didn't. There's only 17 players, I think, uh, that didn't put any message on their jersey. Uh, 285 of the expected 350 eligible players have already picked a social justice message. 17 have opted out. We know LeBron's one. We actually know another one is Anthony Davis. Uh, so two members of the Los Angeles Lakers uh, have opted out. And I feel like LeBron is judged differently. He's looked at differently. He's always looked at differently. And I feel like he's probably going to take a beating for that. Uh, There are going to be people questioning why he didn't do it. They're going to be questioning his motives. But before, you know, we'll talk about that for a second. Listening to him talk reminded me of this video I saw from Kevin Hart over the weekend. Like there, you know, Kevin Hart does that cold as balls series where they're sitting in the cold tubs. And he was talking to J.R. Smith. And as LeBron was talking, I thought about Kevin Hart's impersonation. There's shots that Brian didn't want you to shoot, yeah. but you shot it anyway. For sure. You guys have butted heads before. Yeah. It's more about defense, though. It's never about a shot. Is it? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how the... Brian, that's how Brian <laughs> can play. What's wrong, Brian? Guess we all don't want to win. <laughs> what? <laughs> we play cards and you beat Brian in the hand. He's just... <laughs> I work hard every day. <laughs> what? Cards. I work hard every day. I get up. I'm in the gym. I dedicate myself. What the f- are you talking about, Brian? To say guts or no guts, man? It's just... Everything don't require a f- winning speech. God damn it. <laughs> Kevin Hart talking to J.R. Smith again on the uh the, <laughs> the series Cold as Balls, which if you've never watched it, it's freaking fantastic. But I was listening to the bar. I don't have it. I again people are gonna pick apart everything. LeBron does. He says none of the messages resonated with him. Like, oh, you know, okay, LeBron has a certain way that he does things. You know, he did that media conference with the I am more than an athlete uh, hat on, which is, you know, that's part of his brand. That's part of the uninterrupted. That's part of, you know, Nike. That's that's his that's his flow. That's his thing. Um, it's hard to envision. You know, I would have liked to. I don't I don't think anyone followed up with this question. Or if you would have even have answered it, I would have liked to have known like what his messages were uh, that didn't, you know, he, he was talking about he wasn't a part of the process. But I, I would have been curious to know what his messages were because, you know, we talked about anti-racist, education reform, Black Lives Matter. Like, what wasn't covered? <laughs> like, what, what didn't, you know, not that he didn't say anything didn't sit well with him, but what didn't resonate? Like, what didn't hit you there? I'm, I'm curious. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. You know, I, I did you know, Kyle Corver is wearing black lives matter. Like if Kyle Corver wanted to abstain from it, like it's cool. I, you know, just because, you know, there's, 
you know, the 17, LeBron, Anthony Davis, they're they're in the minority now. And again, there's there's nothing wrong with that. LeBron gave you his reasons and you know, you can choose to decipher, well, you know, Kevin Hart says everything needs a winning speech and LeBron gives you a winning speech as to why he chose uh, not to put a a social justice message on his jersey and I'm just curious. I I would have loved to have followed up with well, what were some of your ideas. Uh, you know, even though you weren't part of the process, what you know, what what is something that you would like to have on the back of your jersey? Yeah, you know, I feel like you know, I I also feel like, and it's it's okay. I feel like LeBron is you know he he'll talk regularly about his family uh, and his name and 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 all of that and his history and you know it's if he wanted to have his name on the back of his jersey, I. Like it's all right. Like it's cool. It's it's not it's it's not a big deal. But I really, you know, because of the explanation he gave, I really would have liked to have heard. Uh, okay, man, what what like what were what were some of your ideas? Uh, and I'm curious what the process was. Here's the biggest travesty, by the way, when it comes to when it comes to this NBA restart. And since we're talking about outfits, when the NBA, you know, when games happen and we're locked in on a Thursday night on TNT, you know what Russell Westbrook is going to be walking into the building in? His uniform. And his warm-ups. This is terrible. This is awful, awful news. The players have to get dressed in their uniform and warm-ups before they arrive uh, to the arena. That's that's the new protocol because they don't want guys, you know, in the showers. They 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 don't want that close proximity showering. Like guys will go in their uniforms. They'll throw I I guess they'll throw the uniforms back on or or maybe they'll throw something else on and I I don't know how all of that's going to work. But because they're not showering or doing any of that stuff, they're just leaving. So maybe they have maybe maybe they have like a a post game sweatsuit or something. I don't I don't know. But no, no, League Fits is dead. 2020 killed League Fits, and that sucks. League Fits is one of the best Instagram accounts on the planet. And 2020 has killed it off. At least for now. It's horrible news. Devastated when I came across this article last night in preparation for today's show. Well, I do not want Russell Westbrook showing up to the arena in a uniform. I do not want P.J. Tucker showing up in some freaking warm-ups. I am not here for that. I'm here for the show. I'm here for the fit. I'm here for the get-up. Awful news. Tragic, even. I'm only slightly being sarcastic. I'm actually really worked up about this. I hate this. I get it. I get it. But 2020 has taken so much from us. Come on, man. Players will actually be getting out of the venue pretty quick. Um, they'll be getting out of there 40 minutes after each game. So they're going to uh, step down uh, or step in front of the, the Zoom calls. They're going to answer their questions, and they are gone. Uh, they are hopping on that bus. I guess it's a 15-minute uh, ride to the wide world of Disney Sports Complex uh, from the metaphorical bubble uh, that they are all in right now and we are 10 days away from our first preseason game the Kings first preseason game against the Miami Heat of course we'll have coverage for all preseason games uh, and the entire NBA restart here on the podcast and as well particularly through the first uh, the, the, the the preseason or scrimmage games or whatever I know I keep calling a preseason and of course the eight regular season games over on the Sacramento Kings uh, hoop ball 
podcast as well. Uh, speaking of outfits, uh, the dopeones.com right now, they have got 25% off uh, our collection. They got 25% off all of their collections right now. If you use the promo code, and this is important, this is super important. If you use the promo code, be heard. Use the promo code be heard on the dopeones.com and you'll get 25% off your order. You want to get a more than a podcast t-shirt? Uh, you want to get the uh, hoop ball and relive and Damien Barling and the podcast uh, t-shirt that we made? Uh, go check that out. We even got a be heard t-shirt. And I realize we've got this promo up there. I keep stressing be heard and you don't even know what that is yet. But you're going to find out. You're going to find out tomorrow here on this podcast. 25% off your order right now on the dopeones.com if you use the promo code BEHEARD. Go buy up all of the shirts. Buy one of all of them, every single one of them, and you'll get 25% off your order. And again, I, I'm just going to say this till I'm blue in the face, which is a, a, a dumb expression. I don't really know exactly what it means or why someone would be blue in the face because they keep repeating it. So if you can explain that to me. Uh, that would be fantastic. 916-888-5898 or Damian Barling at me.com. Uh, tune in tomorrow. Uh, 7 a.m. The show will post for you. I think it's a game changer. I really do. Uh, as a matter of fact, I know it's a game changer. So make sure you're locked in with us uh, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. TheDopeOnes.com. There's a link uh, right here in the description of the podcast. If you just go to whatever podcast app you're using, look at the description, you'll see a link that'll take you directly to the dopeones.com. That'll take you directly to the Damian Barlin collection. And you can buy all of the shirts and get 25% off your order. 25% off of your order right now by using the promo code BEHEARD. And I can't wait to tell you uh, what BEHEARD is all about tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. A couple of other notes that don't retain or don't pertain uh, to jerseys or outfits, uh, but they do pertain to the NBA, particularly Nikola Jokic. Uh, he is expected to join the Denver Nuggets, quote, very soon. Okay, I guess that's not really news because very soon really isn't a time. We have no idea what that means. But that's what Mike Malone said. Uh, Mike Malone hinted uh, that uh, Nikola Jokic was on his way uh, to Orlando. He actually may be with the team as we speak, uh, but Nikola Jokic says, or excuse me, Mike Malone said Nikola Jokic will be in the bubble very soon. I know that is a big topic of discussion when he's going to be here. He will be here very, very soon, uh, and we're excited to see him. I'm excited to see him too. Particularly, I'm excited to see him play. I am excited to see what skinny Nikola Jokic looks like. Because, you know, we <laughs> weight is such a fascinating topic in the NBA. Like, we, <laughs> Marvin Bagley's put on 10 pounds of muscle, right? Well, Nikola, who was the other one? Um, uh, Zion. Zion has dropped 25 pounds, and he's put on 10 pounds of muscle. He looks, like, phenomenal. He looks like a great guy. He already looked great before. I know that he was big, but you're putting on more muscle. You're trimming down fat. Cool, man. When Nikola Jokic is a different animal, Nikola Jokic, he's lost all of this weight. He looks phenomenal. Like, cool. Kevin Love did the same thing, and he had to play ball in an entirely different way. You got my attention. I'm curious. I want to see what Nikola Jokic looks like. I want to see what skinny Nikola Jokic looks like. Remember when 
Some of you might not be old enough to remember this, so excuse me, but there's often been a debate in our world about skinny Luther Vandross versus big Luther Vandross. There, there are, are, are people who believe that Luther Vandross couldn't sing the same way when he got skinny. And we all wanted big Luther back. There have been jokes about it. Skinny Luther, big Luther. Something changes when you lose weight. I'm going to assume that you're significantly healthier, but apparently something changes with your profession. We thought, hey, Kevin Love, he's a big, he's got a bang, he's got to get 20 and 20. That's what he did in Minnesota when he was big, Kevin Love. Then he slimmed down and became Banana Republic, Kevin Love. Different game. Is this Banana Republic, Nikola Jokic? Luther Vandross, we've convinced ourselves that Luther Vandross sings differently when he's skinny versus when he's bigger. Now, if you put on a song from Luther Vandross, I couldn't tell you if he was big at the time or skinny at the time. Well, I might be able to because I know the albums. But realistically, I think if I played a song for you, if one of these is skinny Luther, one of these is big Luther, you wouldn't know. But there's this fascination about weight, and it is tremendous. In basketball, we joke. It's a running joke. 10 pounds of muscle. Who's going to do it? Someone's going to do it when the bubble's over. If we make it through, God, by the grace of God, if we make it through this NBA season, and everybody's healthy, and we're getting a restart. We're getting a, a, a start of the 2020-2021 season. Oh, someone's going to gain muscle. Precisely 10 pounds. You ever notice no one ever gains 8 pounds of muscle? No coach or trainer ever comes up and says, man, you won't believe this. De'Aaron Fox put on 11 pounds of muscle. Harry Giles put on 16 pounds of muscle. Never. It's always 10. Every freaking time it is 10 pounds of muscle. It's fascinating. 10 pounds of muscle every offseason. Who's it going to be this offseason? Place your bets. We should run a pool. I'm going to take note of this because if I don't, I'll forget. We're going to take a pool on who gains 10 pounds of muscle when the season ends. From, from the season ending, or the, we should rephrase that, from their respective season ending, whether it's a, a, a team that's eliminated in the in, you know, before the playoffs start, whether it's a first-round elimination, second-round elimination, whatever. We're going to start a pool here on the podcast about who's going to gain 10 pounds of muscle this offseason because you know it's going to happen. It happened during the COVID. It happened during a pandemic, a breakout. When people didn't have access to a gym, we still got multiple 10 pounds of muscle stories. I love the 10 pounds of muscle story. I'm here for it. Don't let me forget this. We are doing a pool, a 10 pounds of muscle pool. Uh, in addition to Buddy Heald and Jabari Parker, in addition to Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, uh, he's a while arrived in Orlando. If you recall, uh, Kawhi was not on the Clippers charter. Uh, he flew separately to tend to uh, what Doc Rivers said was a family matter. Uh, so Kawhi, 
uh, is in the bubble now. He is uh, going through the po- protocol. Uh, he's got a quarantine for two days and got to pass multiple uh, COVID-19 tests. I, so the way that this works is, or the way that I've been informed that this works, is you're given like a time of when your the, the, the testers are going to come through to your floor. And you basically just have to sit around there and, and wait. Uh, on the day that Kara did, like she did a day-long worth of like interviews and Zoom calls. It was, it, when she sent me the schedule, it was pretty freaking extraordinary to see. Uh, when she did that, she had to stay awake because they were coming to test, they were coming to do COVID tests. And you've, you've, you, can't, you can't miss a test. It's like, it's almost, it's like a drug test. You can't miss it. And so you've, you've got to stay awake. You've got to wait for uh, that protocol to go through, or you got, you got to wait for the person to come to your door, do the test. They go. You get the thumbs up. The way it looks like is, uh, you know, there's always a test the day before you have an off day. I think that, that there's not a test every day. I think the tests are every other day. I think that's how it's working right now in the responses, uh, or the, not the responses, but the results are coming in. Uh, pretty quickly. Uh, so there's our NBA news, man. It's exciting because nothing has gone wrong yet. And I'm knocking, I'm knocking on wood. This is very, very cheap wood, but I'm still going to knock on it, man. And hope that, uh, you know, a couple of days in, uh, it, it looks like guys are having fun. Like, I don't know. I think everybody is getting used to it. It's a, an experience unlike ever before. Like it's, it's, totally unique to 2020 it's totally unique to what is going on right now in our time and guys are trying to make the most of it you know you just put your mask on you walk around you play jenga you play uh cornhole you play video games you do the whole thing man and you just you just try to get through it and i'm sure i feel like the this i feel like this kind of settling in period is probably the hardest because you're still not doing what you love the most. You're practicing, which I don't think anybody loves. I think people love playing basketball. I don't know that they necessarily like practicing. Sir, they get to hang out with their teammates, or maybe they get to hang out with people from other teams. And, you know, you walk by, you see coaches that you normally don't get to spend time with, or players that you normally don't get to spend time with. And it's like, all right, like that's, I feel like that's going to wear off, though, like really quickly. I feel like that's going to wear off, you know, probably sometime this week. But once we get back to games, once we get to the scrimmage game starting, then I feel like, okay, we're really settling in and the guys will be comfortable with where they're at. I feel like from now until then, there are going to be a lot of people who are just like, Ugh. like, all right, this is, this is cool. Like it's cool at first, but you know, by Thursday or Friday, I think a lot of people are going to be like, all right, I'm kind of over this because they still want to be, we're still 10 days away from games being played. But I think if we can get to the scrimmage, nothing catastrophic happening. If we can get to the scrimmages, lead us into the uh, into the into the uh to the regular season cuz I still wonder if guys are going to be like man this is terrible like i i'm 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 away from my family i'm away from my kids like this this is just awful and it's because they have so much time on their hands like you just got to practice for a couple hours you know once games get here they're watching tape and they're you know they're laser focused and i mean honestly how many teams I know there are 22 teams, but once we get to the playoffs, there's 16. Like, how many of those 16 teams can look and go, yo, we've got a shot. Like, who knows what this is going to look like? Like, we've got a shot to win the championship. We've got a shot to at least 
we've got a shot to get to the conference finals. I mean, look at the Eastern Conference now. Milwaukee, of course. Toronto, Boston, absolutely. Philadelphia, 100%. Miami, yeah, maybe. Maybe. The Lakers, the Clippers. I guarantee the Rockets think they got a good chance to get there. Maybe the Nuggets and the Jazz do too. Like there are, I, I, but the point being is outside of, you know, whoever gets the eight seed for each each spot outside Memphis, certainly outside of Orlando. I don't, you know, I feel like a lot of the teams are are, are, are looking at this like, yo, we've we've got a we've got a chance to do something here. Let's get it done, and they can zero in and be focused. But I'm worried. I'm worried about the next 10 days and guys just getting bored or, or, or work actually worse than bored guys getting antsy and uncomfortable. Like, ugh, this sucks. I mean, there's a reason there's a reason they're not drug testing there. There, there's a reason they're not recreational there. There's a reason they're not marijuana testing in, in, in Orlando. Cause they got to give guys some sort of outlet and this is it. You know, this is, this is why they need it. Because they're going to go crazy over the course of the next days. Again, it's cool now. It's new. But over the next 10 days, uh, let's just get to a game. Let's, let's just get to the point where we're studying tape and we're, you know, doing what these guys would be doing even if they were at home. You know, they're practicing, they're studying tape, they're going over their matchups, and they're trying to go out there and win an NBA championship. Some football notes here. The New England Patriots. This is... This is a story I had to read multiple times to understand, so hopefully I can convey it to you properly. The New England Patriots has settled compensation grievances with Antonio Brown and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, that Aaron Hernandez. The Patriots had owed wide receiver Antonio Brown $9 million, and as part of the settlement, he will receive $5 million. So I'm 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 so I had to continue to read this because I didn't understand that because the sentence catches me. The Patriots owed Antonio Brown $9 million. But the settlement was for five. Like, yo, what happens to the extra four? Because when you say somebody owes you something, why on earth would Antonio Brown settle? The article went on, the settlement, and this is courtesy of Mike Florio on Pro Football Talks. Mike Florio is a, a lawyer, so, I, I mean, he's the gospel to me on contract stuff. The settlement is notable as some experts viewed the Patriots' chances of recouping any money as low. The Patriots gave Antonio Brown a $9 million signing bonus on September 7th, and half of it was paid on September 23rd, three days after uh, they cut him. The other half was to be paid seven months ago in January. I don't understand why Antonio Brown didn't ask for the rest of his money. Hey, I know what happened with the Patriots. The Patriots chose to cut him. That was their decision. Why did Antonio Brown settle? There has to be something. That line that I just gave you, the settlement is noteworthy because the Patriots, most people thought that the Patriots' chances of recouping any money was low. To me, that screams like they didn't have a legal ground to stand on. That's what it says to me. 
why did Antonio Brown settle? And I'm not defending Antonio Brown. I, I know who and what he is. I, I get it. But when someone owes you something, remember the Patriots, this wasn't a Raiders situation. The Patriots made the decision to cut Antonio Brown because of, well, Antonio Brown behavior. They made the decision to cut him. That was their decision. This wasn't league force. This wasn't Antonio Brown force. This wasn't a Pittsburgh Steelers situation. This wasn't an Oakland Raiders situation. The Patriots made the decision to cut him. So I'll say for one last time, why did Antonio Brown settle? Why didn't he ask? Why didn't he just go into court and say, hey, can I please have the rest of my money? Why do I want the rest of my money? Here, I'll show you. They signed a contract that said they were going to pay me this dollar figure on this day, this dollar figure on this day. The dollar figure came and went. They didn't pay me. They signed a contract that said they would pay me. Could you please tell them to pay me so I can move on? I, I don't get it. Uh, in addition to that $4 million credit on the Patriots cap, uh, the club received a $2.55 million credit after settling a long-running compensation grievance within... Aaron Hernandez. So there you have it. They received money back from a dead guy. Now that one's different. I believe no matter what contract you sign, there should be a clause in the contract that says, hey, if you kill a couple people, we don't got to pay you. I know what the contract says, but this is the one clause in it. It's like the firing with cause. What is it? Firing with cause. Right, they, they they put that in, and it says if you do something stupid, we can get rid of you, and we don't own you owe you a dollar. That has happened recently to people that you know. If you do something stupid, we can get rid of you. Won't cost us a penny. There should be a clause in all NFL contracts. Hey, fam, if you murder someone, it's good. It's got to come off the cap. We we cannot be paying uh, over the salary cap because you went off and decided to kill one, two, three, four, who knows how many people. But this has been going on forever, and I've been fascinated by it from day one. Like, the Aaron Hernandez's family is fighting for his money. Like, wait a minute. Your boy was out there killing people. I mean, I admire the I admire the fight. Like, hey, let's go out there and see what we could do. But, man. And the Patriots got some money back on this one. That one I can understand. Two and a half mil. They got it back. I, I can understand that one completely. I do not get the Antonio Brown one, but I'll drop it. I'll leave it alone. Um, Aaron Rodgers spoke of the American Century Championship. He said, uh, are we going to have a season? Uh, I think that there's a lot of things yet to be figured out. We're hopeful. Uh, we're hopeful that it's uh, with fans and we can get all of the testing procedures uh, down the way uh, we want and uh, for the utmost amount of safety. Uh, but I think we're kind of waiting for the league and the Players Association to figure some things out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is right. We are waiting for the league and the Players Association, who are actually scheduled to meet today uh, to try to figure out, I guess, to figure out a lot. Uh, there were rumors, excuse me, that, that's inaccurate. There were reports, and I believe it was from Ian Rappaport, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, thus Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. Don't ever question where Ian Rappaport get his information from. He gets it from the NFL. He gets it from the NFL owners. He tweeted that all but it, it, it's all but a few things are agreed to as it pertains to 
uh, training camp and test and the whole deal. And I believe it was Richard Sherman who popped back. Oh, this is this is news to me. This is news to us. We don't know anything about this. And uh, what we do know is that the NFL and the NFL uh, Players Association, uh, they had a call on Friday and they are scheduled to meet today. Uh, They're scheduled uh, uh, about testing. Players actually want testing every day. They want no preseason games. And uh, this is fascinating. The league wants two preseason games. That's not a surprise. The league wants less testing. Now, I'm assuming just an assumption on my part that it's because the test costs money and the league wants to save money. This is the thing that is often so offensive about the NFL. The NFL is not worried about losing money. They're worried about not making as much money. There is, and and look, all of us worry about making money. We're not the NFL. Our net worths don't start with the B. The only one who needs to be worried about making a couple of bucks is probably Mark Davis. I'm sure he's going to be fine no matter what. But everybody else's network start, starts with a B. They can afford to not make as much money this one year, especially if it keeps the players safe. That's what we're talking about here. Keeping the players safe. I know Aaron Rodgers was talking about, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get fans in here. Like, ah, I don't know, man. I hope so too, but... I hope, but I'm not hopeful. Uh, There's a number of other things uh, that need to be discussed as well. Players, they want like, they want a slow ramp up uh, from working out to getting onto the practice field. They they don't want to show up to spring training or excuse me. They don't want to show up to training camp and be in pads the first day, hitting each other like crazy. Uh, Players want um, opt outs. They want to be able to. Uh, sit out because of COVID-19 concerns and count it as an accrued season. Um, They want the 90-man rosters trimmed. They want player modifications. Uh, They want a lot of different things changed. You know, the NFL, the Players Association often wants a lot and rarely gets a lot. So this will be a fascinating conversation to, to hear today. I think I kept saying it was tomorrow. It's Monday, yeah, the, the the conversation is today. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how it plays out. They're scheduled to meet. Uh, I don't imagine, especially the way the NFL and the NFLPA works, I don't imagine it's all going to be ironed out and rosy and, hey, we're three weeks away from football. I, I don't think that's going to be the case, but hopefully we'll have uh, a bit of a better idea of what this all may look like uh, by the end of today or, 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 that's a stretch, by the end of this week. Because remember, most teams uh, will be in camp on July 28th. At least that's the plan as of right now. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you are with us here tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, We'll have it posted for you uh, at 7 a.m. Make sure you are with us and make sure you take advantage of the Dope One sale going on right now. TheDopeOnes.com. Use the promo code BEHEARD. Use the promo code BEHEARD. That will get you 25% off of your order, not just for all of the dope podcast gear that we got, but go check out, go check out the Tupac line, go check out the uh, Nipsey Hustle line, go check out everything that they got over there at thedopeones.com. Of course, check out the Damian Parlin collection, get the More Than a Podcast t-shirt, uh, get the Be Heard t-shirt, and use the promo code Be Heard. Buy all of the shirts 
and get 25% off your order. Go check that out right now. I appreciate this. You're going to hear me saying this a lot over the next week or so, but I appreciate each and every one of you so much. You have no idea what you have started. I told you a long, I told you over a year ago when this show started, we were going to get some people's attention and we're on the verge of doing that right now. Uh, Make sure you are locked in with us tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And we'll see you then. Appreciate you for tuning in here to the podcast with Damon Barling.